Well, listen, I, I'm happy to hear people's opinion, but I'm telling you right now from somebody who knows what they're talking about and is immersed in the industry, I cannot count the number of times, moments after I close up an open house, a real estate agent calls me and says, hey, so-and-so, my clients came through the open house today. They're interested in the home. point. That answers the question. That it's effective. Is a, that right there, that is like your thesis statement, like your, yes. your, your closing statement if you're in court because it yeah. happens almost every single open house. If that didn't happen probably at least 80% of the time, I, yeah. I, I would be amazed. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 88 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. What's we up, are what's your up, hosts. What's up? He's Adrian Trott. I'm Ariel Cormendi. And we got a good agenda for you today. We're talking about open houses and not just open houses in general. We're talking about should open houses come back? And if they do, are they important to you as a seller? Are they important to you as a buyer? Are they important to you as a realtor? For all of those of you that are listening, I, I think this is every. I want to know everyone's opinion on the matter. I, I do too. I think this is a hot, going to be a hot topic. It's not quite yet, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into that today. Before we get into that, and I'm not gonna ask you what you had for breakfast because I know you hate me asking that question. Good morning, beautiful. Is it still morning? No, oh, definitely is. To me, it feels already like afternoon because I get up so early yeah. every day. But uh, you mentioned when you asked me what episode number this was, and I said episode 88, you said your favorite number is eight. It is my favorite number two, and I didn't know this about you, so why is it your favorite number? It's always been my favorite number for as long as I can remember, and it's the silliest reason, and it's just the way you draw it. I don't know. I always (laughs) like the way you draw it. I just felt like it flowed really nicely. Yeah. That's all. Maybe something you learned in school. I don't know. Could be, yeah. Uh, How about you? Well, okay. So it's not necessarily my favorite number. It is and it isn't. So I was born on September 9th. So the ninth month, ninth day. So growing up, nine was always my number. But eight has a historically eerie history. Historically history? um, in, In my family. So my... On my dad's side of the family, my grandfather was born on the 8th, died on the 8th at 8 o'clock. My grandmother was born on the 8th, died on the 8th. My dog was born on the 8th. Like so many things circle around the number 8. Yeah. And any time something has entered my life with the number 8 or the number 3, and especially when the two of them are attached together, has always brought me some kind of significance. And usually it's positive. Um, Mm. I mean, nothing you just said was positive. Well, it depends how you look at it. I mean, it's, um, you know, when, when, yes, talking about death necessarily isn't positive, but everybody does. I was wondering, um, yeah. You know, funny story behind that <clears throat> is uh, my grandmother who who went through um, uh, not an easy time uh, with cancer in her last uh, couple of weeks of life. And, uh, and she was um, 
at Credit Valley Hospital and and not doing well. And we knew, you know, it was only a matter of time. And we're sitting around her and and she was, um, you know, heavily uh, sedated and all that. And, and, uh, and, and we were just, you know, counting down the, the, the minutes, the days, whatever. And, uh, and we all kind of looked at each other and it, it was on the, the 6th uh, of December, uh, uh, seven, seven years ago. And, um, and we said, well, she's going to wait to pass until, until it's officially the eighth. And mm-hmm. sure enough, um, you know, like one o'clock in the morning on the, on the eighth, uh, was, was her last, uh, few breaths. So, uh, um, so it's weird how, uh, that number has, uh, uh, surfaced in my family. Anyways, uh, well, if episode- we ever have to, for some reason, choose a number that's our favorite, that is unique to ourselves and you can't have anybody else that has the same favorite number, I will relinquish my rights to <laughs> that number to you because your story is much better than I like to draw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get right to episode 88. Um, again, open I think, houses, open houses. I think open this houses. is, I, I think this is a topic actually that a lot of realtors, a lot of sellers and buyers and, and just the general public have interest in open houses are, are something that have been a very common place for, for real estate sales um, for many, 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 many years now. And, you know, they're illegal. They're still illegal to do in the province of Ontario. So That's right. when that changes, I think it's going to become a bit of a media focus. And I think it's going to become a, a topic of discussion in many circles and in, in brokerages with realtors, with teams, and then um, with sellers asking a lot of questions, if if you are having them, how are you going to do them? Is it safe? I want to do them. I don't want to do them. So I think it's going to become a, a very hot topic in the next uh, few weeks. So, um, yeah. so why don't we start off by talking about what we are doing currently? Because right now, there are some people, us included, not a lot, that are doing virtual open houses. So let's just clarify that. So there's now um, on the real estate boards, I don't know if all of them, but the real estate boards have an option to add a link and a date and time for a virtual open house, which then when it pushes to realtor.ca, the website and the app, there's a link on there that says virtual open house, click to join. Most people right now are just linking that to a video, which is ridiculous because its intended purpose is to... um, go to a live stream where people yes. can tune in live with the real estate agent, do a walkthrough, ask questions and have an actual virtual open house, a, a personal tour of the home. Uh, so that's a big pet peeve those, of mine, by the way, for those realtors yes. watching and listening, if you are posting a link to either your 3d tour, like a Matterport or an iGUIDE, or to your video or a slideshow of your photos. Come on. I mean, there are multimedia links that you post those in that they're already there. If it's a virtual open house, it better be some kind of a live stream. Something that-, well, that and, and to the point, like they're doing that because they're like, oh, I'll get some more, more uh, page views or more exposure. And the end result is they piss people off because people are being- Counterproductive. Misled. Exactly, 100%. 
So virtual open houses, we have had great success with them and we've had a lot of very positive feedback. Um, you know, we run them for one hour on the day of the listing. So it's like first moment the home's available, we're giving people access to get in the property. And, you know, you can do it from the comfort of your pajamas in your living room and you can ask questions, engage with the person. Um, I think it's really, really effective. And we're getting within the first couple of hours over a hundred views. I think we're quite for, for sure. We're getting in front of more people that way than we would doing it physically. Um, well, and, so. and just to clarify, we, over the last, you know, six weeks or so, we played around with a lot of different ideas. And as a team, we, you know, put all, all of our sense in, in terms of what works, what doesn't work. The first few times it was kind of a little bit rocky. Uh, but we've honed in to doing it on the listing day because here's the fresh listing, you know, so so you get a chance to walk through with the listing representative, somebody from our team, um, and have that virtual conversation. So if you want to see the inside of a closet, um, hey, can you show me the inside of the fridge? I want to see how how the inside of the fridge is laid out. I don't care what it is, right? Like yeah. you, you get those more intimate, um, w- that more intimate walkthrough and it's done. Now we're doing them in the evenings ideally, but it can be done throughout the day. Uh, there's, there's still a debate as to what time works best. Chris did one from 8 to 9 p.m. Steve did one from, I think, 3 to 4 or 4 to 5, something like that. And they're both getting yeah. good attention. And the key is nobody's going to really go on to that live stream unless they are either looking to buy a home currently or at least heavily motivated by thinking about it uh, versus, you know, just opening your door and putting out some signs, somebody going for a walk and saying, oh, there's an open house, let's pop in, right? So you're not getting as yeah. many of those nosy, uh, nosy people. But if you were online is is a great place to do it so so that one hour is um it's challenging as a realtor i can tell you uh it's challenging to to be holding up your phone and not only just talking for an hour straight but to have engaging things that you're walking around and and talking about so um, when you can tell the natural progression of our team as they do it the more and more they do it they become more comfortable with it but in the beginning i'm sure one of the reasons people aren't linking to an actual live feed is because people don't like live feeds. They're afraid of them. They're not right. comfortable with them. Yeah, a lot of, well, people in general are are uncomfortable with video, right? Right. But as a realtor, you know, a lot of realtors are concerned on, about how they look, you know, how they speak, you know, oh, it has to be perfect or this isn't right, this isn't right. And then, you know, you're you're very vulnerable in a, in a live stream, especially something like that. You are put on the spot and if you mess up, there's no deleting it. Or if you say the wrong things, there's no erasing it or no re-recording. Yeah. Um, so, so that's part of, part of the evolution of it too, is, well, is for the learning peace of how mind to do that. The peace of mind for the, the people running these open houses, the one or two people that are watching you, at that moment are not going to care. <laughs> so just do it. Right. You know, by the time you're comfortable with it, you'll have more views because you've been doing it consistently. Well, and as more people, you see the general public still doesn't understand or know that virtual open houses and those live streams are really a thing. 
right? So like if you're entering the market today and, and, and you haven't been privy to what's happened over the last couple of months, you have no idea necessarily that there aren't any open houses in person. Um, or if you do understand that there aren't, you don't know that they've now been replaced by virtual streams. Um, yes. And, you know, really, I, I have a strong belief that between... And I can only speak for our team because, again, every brokerage and every real estate uh, sales representative is going to have a different way of approaching their marketing model and what they provide in terms of services and features. But, I mean, we provide a uh, two-dimensional floor plan, something like you would see in a, um, on a website of a new home builder, uh, which is customized specifically to that property. So you get the exact square footage, exact room measurements, exact layout. Then we provide the Matterport 3D tour. So you can literally plop yourself anywhere in the house and, and spin around and take a tour of it. Then we have the customized videos, which we call commercials, that we use to advertise uh, the property and highlight the property. Then we have a whole bunch of great quality, high-definition photos. All of that coupled with somebody virtually live for you for an hour, I mean, you've got a whole lot of ammunition as a buyer to say, yeah, this is, this is the right house or this is not the right house. I'm not going to waste my time and the seller's time and I'm not going to uh, go through the home. And then as a seller, having all of those features and services to not only promote your home, but then to ensure that whoever's going into your home are, are, are actual buyers interested in your property. That's a whole lot of peace of mind and security for you. Well, and nowadays <clears throat> buyers are more uh, particular about going to see homes. So they're doing their due diligence to make sure it's something that they would contemplate as being a serious contender among the other homes. They, they don't just go into a dozen homes um, unnecessarily out of, you know, some people are concerned about COVID or, you know, respecting that homeowners would prefer not to have people going through unnecessarily as well. So having all of these mediums to do their due diligence and really dig in to see if it's something they're interested in um, has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, to the point where, especially the virtual open house being so quick, at least we do it quickly anyways on the first day. In fact, recently, um, Chris did one at Guildwood. I think that was the most recent one. And somebody chimed in on the live video, uh, asked some questions, and then subsequently booked an appointment with them to see it in person. So from a homeowner's perspective, it's getting people to the house that may not have been there otherwise. Yeah. And it's also an opportunity to um, kind of break barriers very comfortably because if you are a buyer, and especially if you're not being represented represented yet by a real estate agent, um, walking into an open house is not exactly comfortable because you run across you might run across a lot of agents that you're not comfortable with for whatever reason, and to be in the home with somebody else that you're not comfortable with trying to sell you on something is is not the exact ideal way to purchase a home. So so if you hop onto the virtual open house and you say, hey, Chris seems like a good guy, um, you know, uh, let's give him a call and, and take a closer look at this house because 
you know, the virtual open house uh, looks good and the floor plan looks good and this and that. Yeah. Um, so, so it becomes a much nicer uh, transition into uh, purchasing a home, I think. But, um, but that's not really what we're talking about today. So that's what's no, happening currently. To... Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'd like to address the comment that you mentioned earlier today when we were talking on the phone about, and I hear from, I think I, I, I hear it more from real estate agents than I do the general public, but that is um, referring to traditional open houses, that the sole purpose of it is for the agent to meet new prospective tenants. Oh man, you're getting right into it because this is going to get me heated. I know, so, me too. <laughs> so, so I, I, you know, I, I never talk poorly or, or bash um, specific. Well, please don't and, mention any names. I, I, no, I definitely won't mention any names. But you know, there are there are videos out there, and there are blogs out there, and comments. And this is not something that is new to people. But as a realtor, if you are in the mindset that the only reason you are hosting an open house is for your own benefit, you might want to reanalyze your business and your business plan and your marketing strategies. Let me tell you something. For those of you that are think that think open houses are the prime reason that real estate agents or the prime reason that real estate agents host open houses is for their own benefit, you are mistaken. Some will do it for their own benefit. But if you do it right, if it's done properly, open houses can absolutely help you sell your home. And from a buyer's perspective, open houses can help them make decisions and do it at their own leisure. Well, here's the thing I've had, um, I've had many times people will call me, clients of mine will call me and say, Hey, we were just kind of casually looking. So we didn't want to bother you, which drives me crazy because I always encourage them to tell me well in advance if they're looking so that I can help out. But we just happened to pop by an open house the other day and we really like the house. Can you get us some more information? If that agent didn't have an open house, that person never would have gone and never would have called me. We never would have gone and bought it. Another consideration is a lot of real estate agents are, like for us as an example, in Halton and Peel, a lot of buyers are, are, are moving from the East End. They're moving from Toronto and they're working with Toronto agents. And sometimes those agents will say, here's a list of open houses this weekend. Go look at them and tell me what you think. And, and right? you know what? I don't mind that so much because it's, it's not necessarily the representative being lazy or something like that. Although mm. that, that might happen. That might happen. In but, a mark, yeah. But a lot of buyers, a lot of consumers are actually very comfortable going on their own. You know, like I know I've had buyers in the past and and to your point, if somebody if somebody's out in Toronto and they're thinking about buying in Halton region, right? Let's say they're thinking about buying a place in Burlington. They might plan a day around it. 
right? So leave their house at maybe 11 a.m., get into Burlington for noon, drive around, check out the areas, drive around the neighborhoods and schools and parks, uh, stop somewhere and have some lunch. And then around two o'clock, go and visit a few homes that they know are having open houses. A lot of people do that, especially if they're moving into an area that they're not exactly familiar with. The other thing that happens is, let's just say this specifically happens to individual agents, where let's say I am one agent myself, I'm not part of a team, and there's about you know, 45,000 of those agents in Ontario. Um, so maybe I'm doing an open house from two to four, or whatever my, my time is. And, right. and you want to see a house, but we can't connect on what time works. You know, our, our schedules clash, uh, you as a buyer and me as your representative, but they're conveniently having an open house you might say to me, or I might even say to you, hey, you know what, I'm sorry, our, our schedules clash today, but they are having an open house. Go to the open house and check it out and let me know what you think. Yes. And, um, you, know, you know, one thing I really appreciate when agents do, so if I'm hosting an open house and, and an agent calls me and says, hey, my clients, Bill and Susie, are coming today around three o'clock uh, because I'm tied up. I just wanted to give you a heads up. They'll be coming through. I love that. I think it's very, uh, very much, um, very well received. And then, yes, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not trying to, I mean, I wouldn't hound anybody anyways, but you know, I give them the peace of mind that I'm there just to offer help and advice and answer questions. I say, Oh, Hey, <clears throat> Bill and Susie, your client, uh, or sorry, your real estate agent told me you'd be coming. Please let me know if you have any questions, set some at ease and make some more comfortable. Well, can you imagine, so if you are a buyer and you do have a realtor that you're working with, if you're going into the open house, you know, and and that agent doesn't know that you are already represented, the buyer actually might feel like a little bit standoffish because they don't want to be committing themselves or letting that agent feel like they have an opportunity to get me as a lead. Right. So um, the other thing that I do, and now I'll probably suggest for, for, and I know you're never big on business cards, but um, I think business cards are also going to go away uh, slowly, but surely there, there they are. I'm missing something. You're missing something. Oh yeah. You're your, uh, your, uh, little John Deere edition. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if your buyer walks through the open house and says, hi, um, uh, my name's Ariel. Um, is it okay if I walk through yeah, Adrian from the Cormendi Trot team is my representative. Here's his card. Um, but is it okay if I walk through, he can be here with me right now. You know, that goes a long way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I usually call the other agent and I say, Hey, Adrian, just as a heads up, uh, Bob and Susan are going to be, uh, coming through, uh, between two and two thirty today. Uh, I can be there with them, but if you don't mind just to, uh, let them walk through the open house, we'd really appreciate it. That goes a long way. So those are just some, some tips if you're having open houses, but now let's get into it. Should open houses 
No, we're not done. We're not, we're not done. done. No, well, we're kind I, of well, we're kind of going all over the place here. Well, listen, but... okay. So we're still on the topic of this particular agent, and they, you know, they're not alone. Other people have said it about the whole fact of that it's it's there strictly for the the um, person hosting it to get new clients. You know, um, I think we've made a good point in explaining why that's not the case. First of all. Um, but also if that's your mentality, like there are plenty of things I can think of that would be far more productive than sitting in an open house to meet four people, three of whom are already represented and one who has no interest in buying a house in the next 15 years. There are far more effective ways of networking and building your database and picking up new clients. So the, so the argument was, and I a hundred percent agree, especially in the digital age, um, yes. with Facebook, Instagram, podcasts, where, you know, all kinds of different marketing tools that are way more effective. Because if you think about it from a realtor's perspective, if you're having an open, now our open houses were from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. consistently, Saturday and Sunday. Plus we were doing our Friday open house from 5 to 7 p.m. So open hours on the first weekend the home was listed is three hours Saturday, three hours Sunday, two hours Friday. That's eight hours of actually standing on your fucking feet in the house waiting for people to walk through the door. That doesn't include an hour before and an hour after for setting up the home, setting up the signs, doing a little bit of social media marketing, saying, hey, I'm at this house from two to five, come and check me out. And then afterwards, doing the follow-up calls to say, hey, or follow-up messages to say, hey, thanks, for visiting 123 Main Street. Yes. Do you have any questions that I can answer for you about this property? So eight hours actually is approximately 16 hours of work. Yes. It's a lot of work. And I could, I could be far more productive in 16 hours in half of that time doing something else. Yes. So, so you know, it's got to be worth everybody's time and, and, and that's not even talking about the seller because the seller then has to be out of the house for 10 to 12 hours in that weekend. That's yes. not easy, and, especially and, if you have kids. Well, especially right now. I mean, when we, well, although, right now, we right. can't right. have it, but never can mind. You imagine? That doesn't really make and sense. That's, and we can talk <laughs> there's about There's nowhere this. to go. Yeah. But um, there's, there's, you know, if we didn't see any value in having open houses from the seller's perspective, we would not do them, period. Everything we do is always to generate more interest in the home, get more people through the door, get more eyes on the property, get more interest and sell for more money. There's no question that we get business from that. We get, there's, you know, we directly get exposure from absolutely everything we do, right? So every video we make, every photo we take, Every listing we have, every sign in the lawn, everything we do can inadvertently give us more business. So to criticize somebody and say, well, that's the only reason you do open houses, it's ridiculous because that can be said about everything. Why do you put a sign in the lawn with your name and your picture on it? Right. Why is that necessary? Right? Anyways. Yeah, and you know, the the idea of getting business from an open house versus like from a realtor's perspective, I much rather have somebody 
contact me from our website or our podcast or on our, we get tons of business from Instagram. Uh, people that DM yeah. us and say, Hey, been following you guys for years. Want to hook up with you to help me buy a house or whatever. I much rather be doing that than, ha- but then yeah. standing on my feet for, and let me tell you, I have uh, mild degenerative disc disease and uh, osteoarthritis um, in my back standing in my bare feet or socked feet on hardwood floors for three hours at a time. By the end of the day, I get home and, and, you know, uh, my dad always jokes cause he's an electrical contractor. So he's, you know, he's the blue collar, blue collar guy going and, you know, really working hands and feet and, you know, working all day. And he laughs at me. He goes, Oh, all you do is sit at a desk all day or all you do is drive clients around. Yeah. Okay. Well you stand on cold hardwood floors for three hours straight, uh, back to back days and tell me how you're feeling at the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah. right. Like it's not a way to rejuvenate. And then on top of that, you don't get a fucking break because you work from Monday to Friday and then you're doing the open houses on Saturday and Sunday. So when, when is your t- day off? There is no day off. Right. Right. So yeah. if it wasn't worth it to, to me, obviously I wouldn't invest my time in it, but more so it's worth it to potentially worth it to the seller because now the person that you've hired or the team that you've hired is in your home representing your home so for those buyers that are coming through we're able then to articulate the features and benefits of the property um, and and really help them envision themselves in the home or answer any questions about the home a lot of people have lots of questions and they need them answered and oftentimes the or most of the time should be anyways the seller's representative has those answers whereas the buyer's yeah. agent probably doesn't. So, yeah, no, I agree completely. You know what, actually, and if I, th- I think maybe some people's perspective of open houses is that they're a waste of time because they're very poorly run or not run at all. Like they don't do anything. You walk into many, they're sitting on the couch and, you know, we all have great stories and have laughed about the way <laughs> open houses have been handled when we've attended. But you know, you get somebody who knows what they're doing and it is so effective. And if, and I actually think it's a great, if somebody is um, contemplating moving, buying or selling, and they're looking for a real estate, especially selling, and you're looking for a real estate agent to represent you, a great way to interview people without interviewing them is going to an open house that they're hosting and see how they handle it. Well, and that's where the debate starts to come in that, you know, the comment of open houses, you know, being uh, the benefit of the real estate agent uh, to get leads, because that would be a form of lead generation. I agree with oh, you. It happens. It, it happens. happens for sure. It happens. There's no denying it. We're not saying, no, it doesn't happen. We get a shit ton of business from people that come into our open houses because they're like, wow, we were impressed with how you guys handled it. We were impressed, yeah. impressed with your marketing or your knowledge of the area, or your knowledge of the property. <clears throat> so that happens completely. But the flip side is, is you have to make it, you have to make it successful for the seller. You have to give the seller the reason to vacate their home and and be, um, you know, be out of their house and find something to do for that time, and to let all of these strangers that are potentially unqualified 
through the home because you are going to get nosy neighbors. You are going to get people just walking their dog and decide, oh, uh, this house is having an open house. I'll go check it out with my with my fiance later or whatever, yeah. right? Um, so, um, you know, so there's, we've, there's, there's, we've, there's, there's, we've there's, pros, and cons. The there's pros and cons to the whole thing, but, but everything, day, everything, it's, it, you know, yeah, go ahead. What do you want to say? Well, I'm just saying we've defunct the myth of that. It's only for the real estate agents benefit because it's clearly not I'd true. Like right? to, I'd like to hear people's comments. If you guys are watching right now or listening, please, number one, give us a review, click on the five-star review. If you like, our podcast. And if you like the way we uh, articulate our message in these episodes, uh, there's a leave. review option, five-star reviews, five-star reviews, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. I didn't, I did not listening. know that. And uh, that. make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, because uh, these videos do uh, get published every week, plus all of our other videos. Um, but leave comments, leave comments. We want to know what you guys think about open houses what and what you think about the podcast, please. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm happy to hear people's opinion, but I'm telling you right now from somebody who knows what they're talking about and is immersed in the industry, I cannot count the number of times, moments after I close up an open house, a real estate agent calls me and says, hey, so-and-so, my clients came through the open house today. They're interested in the home. Point. That answers the question. That's effective. A, that right there, that is like your thesis statement, like your, yes. your, your closing statement if you're in court, because it yeah. happens almost every single open house. If that didn't happen, probably at least 80% of the time, I, yeah. I, I would be amazed because it, it, it happens. We get to the question as I'm picking up signs and stuff yeah, like it. Yeah. People are, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next question we had and, and is more along the lines of what is the future going to look like relative yes. to uh, COVID? And uh, like right now, we're not allowed to do open houses. Now, I believe, and you'd mentioned in BC, they have started doing open houses. Correct. A, so it's only a, a matter of time. It's only a matter of time now. Like we're, we're mid July. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they are going to allow them again in the province of Ontario. I think it's going to take a little bit of a longer period. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but certainly before the end of the year, realtors will be allowed to have open houses again. So the question becomes, A, as a realtor, do you want to be doing them again? B, as a seller, do you want to have open houses and are they necessary? Should we stick to virtual open houses and everything that we're doing now or go back to the ways of, of having the old uh, style open house where you just walk through the door? Well, I'll tell you my thoughts. And that is that one, our virtual open houses have been, I think, such a hit and so successful that it will, they will continue regardless. I agree any changes to physical open houses. Yep. But I believe, and you know, based on, I've been chatting with a lot of people and, and, and seeing a lot of people lately and based on everyone's like almost everyone I'm talking to, they're just sick of everything. Um, you know, I respect those who are still concerned about it, but I'd say the general consensus is that people just want to get out and get back to normal. And most people are not concerned and the numbers are low. Uh, and then people just, they're not really worried about it. So I think open houses will be a thing probably sooner than later. Um, in the beginning, I suspect that we will have to adapt. And while they're, they're likely going to enforce um, masks to be worn indoors, 
through most municipalities, as it already has been. Um, Which so we've I been doing that, at all of our properties anyways. Right. So I suspect that will continue for a little while, but um, I don't think we'll see that in 2021. I'd be surprised if that was still happening. I mean, some people maybe, but I don't know that it would be considered mandatory, perhaps. I, I will not predict the future with anything COVID related because, you know, as as the history will show and discussions and, and of course, media playing it up as much as possible. But there is a potential of a second wave of 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 this uh, pandemic. Right. Like if if people start getting stupid, look what's happening in Texas. Right. Like if well, people start being getting, ridiculous, though. Well, yes. And that's but, why I think in most places, especially in Ontario, I can't speak outside of Ontario, but um, most places are making it mandatory to wear masks indoors, which is, I think is great. Even if you're even if you're not concerned about it, just wear a mask, put up with it. We'll be through it quick sooner than later. Um, I think actually I just read all three Halton hospitals have no cases of COVID. Um, right. Oakville, Milton, and Georgetown, Halton Hills. Yeah, I so, did not see that, but uh, yeah, you know. Anyways, the other side of it is how you, as a seller, now, and again, if right. if if somebody is listening and you can chime in with your experience and open houses, good, bad, or other or how you would feel if your home is on the market right now, or if you're thinking about selling, what your thoughts are, I'd love to hear from you. So send us a DM um, or leave a comment. So you as a seller, now you're going to have your realtor, which most people will feel comfortable with their own realtor being in the property, um, mm -hmm. standing around for two or three hours, open door to pretty much anybody. Right. So, so whoever's coming through your home, you don't know where they've been, who they've been with. You know, if traveling restrictions are loosened, have they been traveling? Who did they come into contact with? You know, you, you have no history on them. Um, and then, you know, our proper protocol is going to be enforced in that, fine, wear a mask, but what about your hands? You know, are you are you starting to touch things? Well, what about your feet? Are you going in barefooted? Because now it's the summer months. You're wearing sandals. Are are is everybody providing booties like we do? Um, yeah, but I mean, you're not getting COVID from your toes. I am right? not and, a and medical your hands, professional. If, if you but, sanitize them when you're heading into a, buddy, I mean, I like COVID the, I or like no the COVID. COVID or no COVID, okay, if, I, if my home was on the market today, I don't want somebody else's dirty, smelly, sweaty feet walking through no, my sure. property anyways. So well, that's a whole other topic completely because <laughs> I've been to many homes where I've hosted the open house and they have yeah. those nice, quote unquote, gleaming hardwood floors. And yeah. uh, then you get some guy with these uh, old raggedy flip-flops and sweaty big feet and here comes Bigfoot leaving his. You, you haven't had those. Oh, I, I get it. I mean, you know, absolutely, hundred percent left behind. Hundred percent. Oh man, 100%. it's disgusting. Yeah. Or, I agree. I mean, how about uh, if some? How many times it's happened? You've been at an open house hosting, and then uh, you get somebody and it says, "Oh, I really got to go to the washroom. Uh, do you mind if I use the washroom?" And ends up taking a deuce that stinks up the whole place. Like you feel comfortable with somebody taking a shit in your house that you don't know who it is. Like, of so course you, not. 
Right. So now you've got all these new protocols uh, of, of, sorry, was, a little, was I a little too graphic there? Um, you got all these new protocols. So are people going to adhere to them? Um, right. You know, are people going to um, feel comfortable as a seller? Do you want now potentially unqualified and unrepresentative, unrepresented people coming into your house and maybe touching lots of things? Um, yeah. And if you have well, I children, I can guarantee you, you're not comfortable with it. I think there's a lot of precautions you can take, like the masks, the making sure they thoroughly sanitize their hands um, when they enter and there's things you can do. I think, it, I think in the beginning, it will also discourage a lot of people that aren't serious, like, you know, the tire kickers, so to For say, sure. or the people that do it as a hobby on the weekend, they're probably not going to casually walk through people's random houses uh, for the sake of looking at how they decorated, um, you're more likely to have serious buyers doing it. Uh, and then you'd have some degree of control, maybe only one person through the house at a time, like one couple through the house at a time, or no kids, or, you know, yeah, that's how we're I doing think, I think that would almost be mandatory that, that you, I suspect so. That you have a very limited amount of people in the property. And then you as a realtor, how do you feel about, um, obviously, no handshakes anymore, right? Like if you read my uh, blog that I did a couple of months ago, I think the handshake is, is going to be gone for a while. So, and I don't think even the uh, fist bump is, is going to be in place. So no physical contact, keeping social distancing or physical distancing. Um, but then well, the mask, wear a mask. The mask is there. So the, uh, the mask, the purpose of the mask is to be used when you can't physically keep that distance uh so yeah, you see you know, i me personally i wouldn't be comfortable hosting an open house uh and having people i don't know come through the house without wearing a mask no no period. i wouldn't either no. period so now if i'm having a three-hour open house i gotta wear a mask for three hours straight ah, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna happen my friend well so, when people are in there which may be the whole time or maybe only for 15 minutes every 30 well, minutes if you, if you think about our open houses in the past if it goes back to that kind of traffic we always have people in the house there's very yeah. few per periods of 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 breaks in between so maybe we should uh as a as a marketing gimmick or something get like a get our team up in full gear hazmat like a hazmat suits. suit yeah Vento ventilated with, hazmats with some sort of fan in there yeah yeah they cost a bit i looked into it actually funny but uh <laughs> they cost almost six thousand bucks so okay forget unless, that unless you want to shell out uh what would it be uh, 36 grand us uh plus shipping and handling and taxes hey it might uh, be worth the, might be worth the marketing exposure yeah 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 it's a reasonable price to pay for a good campaign um do the you know so let's talk about it from a buyer's perspective now with all of the technology and things we've implemented and i agree i don't think we're going backwards so so covid interestingly this whole pandemic is really going to elevate the way real estate is sold in terms of the high level performing uh, realtors and really make the lower level um, realtors, brokerages. Uh, it's it's really going to 
<laughs> showcase the the high end and really locate the low end, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not going to change our process. I we haven't talked about it really, but I don't believe we will. So things. This is like, our meeting we're having right now. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Right. Here, here's our uh, here's our insiders business meeting. Uh, but I'm I'm quite confident we're on the same page. Uh, Matterport 3D tours are I think we're gonna we're gonna keep uh, as a standard. They used to be a premium service, uh, or we provided them in more uh, of our luxury uh, marketing. Uh, I think it'll be standard right across the board. Um, do you agree? Let's make the decision 100%. now. Everybody's listening to our here's here's our business meeting. Yes, are we keeping Done. Matterport Done. tours? Done. Yes. Uh, virtual open houses on the day of the listing. Done. Done. One hour virtual open house the day. And literally within an hour or two of the property being listed, a few hours, uh, we're going to have somebody there uh, virtually uh, presenting the home. Uh, we've got our Arlo cameras. Uh, in the front of all of our that's been very helpful because we've we've caught people not wearing masks we've caught people stealing our PPE stealing stealing our packages a real estate agent real estate agents and their clients come on and and how many agents say oh this is a good idea I should be doing this and their buyers looking at them going yeah you should Uh, but (laughs) we had I counted on one of our listings we had six packages stolen by other realtors. That means they took a package, they used it. And for those of you that don't know and are listening, our packages include booties, gloves, and masks. And these are- And they're nicely put together. Nicely put together. It was not instructions. cheap. It was not cheap. So they take a package for themselves. They use it. Great. Their clients use it. Great. They come out of the house and they take a couple of more packages to go. Like, are you kidding me? Anyways, don't even, and I had, so the seller of that property messaged me because he was watching his Arlo camera that we give them access to and says, hey, did you know the agent stole three packages? What a loser, right? Oh my goodness. Um, Anyways, so I thought that was funny, but so we've implemented that as well during this process. Um, And I think that's, all of that stuff is not going to go away. Actually, the Arlo cameras we've had for a while, but all of that coupled in together, I think, is, is, is going to be here to stay. Yes. So the question becomes, as a buyer, do you need to, do you appreciate or do you need or want potential homes that you're interested in to have actual open houses? So Here's one thing of, I can say for those for of buyers. you that are listening and you are potentially in the market for a home, do you care if there are live open houses where you walk, you're walking through the house or do virtual open houses and all of these other tools that we're providing, um, are those sufficient for you? And then would you be comfortable in, in just making your own private showing if you're interested in the home? One thing I would recommend, especially in the market like this, is if you see a home you're interested in, don't wait for the open house. Go see it beforehand because many homes are not making it to the open houses. Well, they don't have open houses, but hypothetically, 
if they're, they're not making open it, houses. If, if it's listed on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, even, they're gone before the weekend. It's not making like, it to the, the nice weekend. That are, and and it, it's not necessarily even that they're not making it to the weekend. If you get there after five days on the market, there's already going to be a lineup or several people that are already interested in the home. So you're you're not starting off, you know, running. You're you're trying to catch up, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the well, we talked about this in episode eighty-seven. We talked about the low inventory. Uh, it's right across the GTA, but more so in Halton region. Uh, specifically, Milton has as one of the lowest. Uh, I call them refresh rates, where. Um, it replenishes the inventory um, on a month-to-month basis. In June, it was down 40% year over year in terms of how much inventory was was listed, how many new homes were listed on the market. So with that kind of a reduction in new inventory, new homes coming on, um, and buyers being really active right now and mortgage rates being super attractive, um it's it's caused a definite frenzy of hey nice home well priced looks good we got to get in there right away we got to put an offer right away we're going to compete we know we're going to compete but we want to eliminate as much as possible the amount of people we're competing against yeah that's the game right now yeah and you got to be prepared so all right off the record between me you and your uh starlights above your head I don't think anything's uh, off the rec- record as long as it's being recorded. Well, this is the inside scoop that people are getting. So I don't care. Okay. My whole life, I could, what was that movie? The uh, Truman Show or something like that? Yeah, yeah. With Jim Carrey from years yeah. ago. Um, or kind of like... Um, or someone some doesn't watch many movies. I'm, I don't usually hear you relate to a movie. TV shows like Seinfeld or something like that I hear. Not movies. Yeah, I, it's it's funny you say that because I don't watch a ton of movies. I actually started watching the Mr. Dress Up movie because I saw you watched it the other day. And I didn't know no, it was on. No, Mr. Rogers. That's or, funny you say uh, that, Mr. though. Mr. Because Mr. Rogers, yes. I was thinking about that, too, Mr. Dress Mr. Up. Mr. Dress That's Up, funny. yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes I confuse the two. Well, they were running at the same time, more or less. And yes. those were the uh, shows I grew up with as a kid. That and yeah. Romper Room. I don't know if you remember Romper Room, but that was another good one. Always yeah. wish they called out my name. They never did, bastards. <laughs> um, but the um, I started watching that movie. I could only get through half of it before. I, I get antsy, and I like to do things. I, I'm a very – I like to think I'm a relatively productive person, whether it's work or at home. I always got things to do, cleaning, maintenance things, do something work-related. So for me to sit down for a couple of hours and, and watch a movie uh, now, especially with the kids and all that, it, yeah, not, not, not my thing anymore. But um, to watch a half an hour or 45 or an hour show is more, uh, more up my alley. But I did start watching the uh, Mr. Dress Up, uh, um, Mr. Rogers. Rogers, Mr. Rogers movie. <laughs> it's funny how s- similar they, they are, too. They are know? very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, the Truman Show. You were going to ask me off the record. Yeah, I don't even fucking remember what I was going to say now. Okay, so if open houses are allowed, if the boards, if if everybody, all of our governing bodies as as a brokerage, as a team, 
as a realtor, uh, if they all say, yeah, you can have an open house now with these protocols, because it's kind of going to, it's going to be like sports opening up again, right? Like the NHL is, is starting their uh, season back up on August the 1st and yeah. the NHL, you know, put a whole lot of protocols in, in play. I think the same thing is going to happen to the real estate industry, but are you going to be one for starting them back up again? Um, I mean, it's going to happen at some point, so I don't know when that will be, but um, yeah, I would be fine with it given, uh, assuming the homeowner was fine with it, first of all, first and foremost, uh, if they were for it and they wanted it, um, you know, it's our responsibility to properly represent them. So yep. I think it would be, um, the right thing to do. Um, I would probably do it in such a way where maybe you only have one person through the house at a time. Uh, you, you, you do the whole, um, sanitizing gloves, masks sort of thing. Um, you even maybe even book times, um, for people to come in. Although I'm sure you're going to have some stragglers that come in without appointments, but, you know, do it with a degree of control, um, have a, a formal uh, walkthrough of the home so that they're not diddle daddling. You want them to get in, take a look, get out, um, and then maybe converse with them outside of the house. Like the purpose of them going in, just see the house, take it in, then go outside, continue your conversation with them there. Um, so you're not spending the whole time inside, assuming it's, you know, weather permitting, of course, but. I think there's ways to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm for doing it as long as obviously all of our employees uh, have that comfort. Um, You know, oftentimes um, it's um, it it can be challenging um, for a lot of people, but um, yeah, for sure. So as long as the homeowner's okay with it, and the salesperson. Yeah, the seller's yeah. comfort would be my my prime concern to make sure that they understand what's going to happen, what potentially can happen, uh, that protocols are in place, um, and and then having some kind of restriction. Like, um, I don't even know if like our open houses is as much as we've pushed the fact that we have eight hours of open house in the first weekend. Um, and that's helped us get business because people like that idea of showcasing their home that much in, in the first weekend of it being on the market. Um, I don't know that I would want to continue with that at this time. So maybe having oddball hours or separated over the period of days. So maybe, you know, maybe Friday you still do an eight to nine or a six to seven. And then Saturday you do a 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sunday at 2 to 3 p.m. And you kind of scatter it out so that somebody that's interested would have an opportunity at some point during those three days. Yeah. Um, and limiting the amount of hours it's open um, to to just benefit the the realtor from not having to to be fully masked and geared up for that long period of time and having to kick out the homeowner for that long of period of time as well. So, so I think that's, 
that's the way I would approach it. If you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable with that. We can talk to the team about that. But I don't know if I had to guess, you know, in the next uh, 60 to 90 days, uh, I think the boards are going to start talking and, um, and we're going to see some stuff come down the pipeline. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. somebody at the top of the chain there, um, whether it's the uh, Ontario Real Estate Association, the Canadian Real Estate Association, all of the boards, all of them all together. Um, uh, everybody's got to get together and say, okay, here's, here's the protocol. Here's what's got to happen. I agree. So if you've been listening and made it this far, please give us that five-star review, leave a comment, love to know your thoughts because this is going to become a heated discussion right across the industry. And I think the media is going to pick up on this a little bit. And uh, it's going to be a topic of discussion uh, with our team over the next few weeks to, to make sure we're handling things properly and, and doing, uh, doing our best for, for our clients and for you, the general public. So I would love to hear your comments. Uh, thank you so, so very much uh, for listening to episode 88. If you're watching on YouTube, it's as simple as going to ktconfidential.ca and you've got all of the YouTube playlist there. There's 87 other episodes that you can watch that give you great insight. And uh, we are everywhere where you can listen to a podcast. So just search KT Confidential. You'll find us. Make sure you continue to like and follow. Thank you. Thank you for watching slash listening. Yes, we will see you next week. See you next week. week.